Welcome to the Spanish Arpada. I'm Sarah. And I am Peter. And we are ranking and reviewing all of the rulers of Spain from Leovigild to Felipe VI. And this week we are going to be reviewing Ordoño I. Okay, a lot, lot of firsts of late, I, I notice. Uh, yes. We're, we're, we're sort of starting up a, a couple of new franchises, as it were, so firsts are, are appropriate. Indeed, um, we've kind yes. of come out of the, not really dark ages, but the point no. of the Asturian dynasty where it was kind of a little chaotic. Right. We had a, right. a lot of different kings in a short time period, yes. but now we're really going with one line of succession. And right. we're going to have a lot of names that will get reused. So uh, I was going to say our last our last guy was significant only insofar as he was the forerunner of a lot of other more interesting people. Um, correct. So we had yeah. Bermudo the first, who is right. the grandfather. He, yes. he was in that chaotic time yes. and didn't really have much interesting to his name, except that he abdicated. Yep. <laughs> his son was Ramiro I, that is the Indeed. father of Ordoño right. the First, and he only ruled for uh, like six, eight years because yeah. Um, yeah, he was impressive. old. Yes. Yep. Uh, and now we have his son, Ordoño I. Right. Fun fact right. about Ordoño I, he is the first to inherit from his father without an election. Oh, all right. So the nobles We're... did not get together and decide, yes, Ordoño I is going to be in charge. He just took over because his father was uh, a ruler and he didn't think it necessary to get any sort of vote to support huh. that. That I was, my initial instinct was to say, well, that's progress. But no, actually, that's quite retrograde. That's, it that's is. Worse. That's a it worse is system. Worse. <laughs> but considering the chaos that the Asturian realm has had with the different kings being approved by the nobles right and we saw that with the visigoths as well it wasn't it's, a great system it's, it's not like the the elections got us a bunch of great guys either um no so so, right. so ordonio becoming king directly after ramiro without any sort of input is yes. is, is a new thing and, and could All be right. a good thing uh, right. po possible. If nothing else, he's he's probably coming to the throne at a less advanced age. Uh, that might help. Yes. So, right. So Ramiro's thing was that he was old by the time yes. he became king because Alfonso II had ruled for 54 years. Ever. Yes. <laughs> now, this means that Ordoño I is also an adult when uh -huh. he becomes king. And he was probably born around 821. So he spent his younger years in the court of Alfonso II. Okay. All right. So right. front row seat. That's good. Yes. Uh, now, his father became the, the duke or count. There's there's not really a, a, a title associated mm -hmm. with this, but he was in charge of Galicia. Galicia, yes. Yes, which we discussed in his episode. And mm -hmm. so that meant that Ordoño spent most of his life in Galicia. Okay, all right. right. He was there with his father. His father was in charge of the area. He was raised to also be in charge of the area. And as a matter of fact, when Ramiro I leaves Galicia leaves the Asturian realms to get married a second time. Yes. Ordoño is the interim governor, the All interim right. count okay. or duke. All right. Son, so, you're in charge now. Uh, right. I'll be back with your new stepmom. Exactly. Um, okay. All right. He was, it is mid to late 20s at this time. All right. Not, not, not a bad age. Not a bad age to start taking charge. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A, a, a good age to, to intern. As yes. Boss. Well, it was probably a very interesting internship because, as we know, when Ramiro was off getting married in the region that we now know of as Castile, yes, uh, Alfonso II died 
Yes, he did. Yes, he, he, he died after a long, long reign. This means that the throne was completely open because Alfonso II had no children. Right. And I think Ramiro kind of thought that he was automatically going to get the kingship next, but the Count of the Palace, Nepotianus, jumped Decided, and snapped that yes, up. Yes, absolutely. So one of the first things Ordonio has to do as the interim ruler of Galicia is raise an army for his father. I was going to say, somebody needs to be bopped on the head and yeah. All right. Yes. So he starts raising the army. His father comes back to Galicia to pick up the army and yes. takes them to, to claim the throne. And Ordonio doesn't get to go, unfortunately, because oh. someone has to stay in Galicia. Yes. Right. Well, I, 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 I have in my notes from last time, Ramiro dealt with civil unrest most harshly. So maybe it's good that he didn't get to see that, because otherwise, if this podcast is anything to go by, he would have developed a twitch. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, so yes. just, just saying. So, so Rodonio stays in Galicia. Ramiro takes the army and, you know, just kind of walks them across to Asturias and everyone goes, yes. oh, yeah, OK, that's fine. Yeah, we were not really impressed with the Count of the Palace to begin with here. Well, as we know, he was blinded. Ordonio yes. fortunately did not get to witness that. No. Uh, but one of the first But then again, was... neither did the Count of the Palace, really. No, he didn't witness anything with his eyes after yeah, that. Just okay. So <laughs> Ramiro becomes king. The first thing he does is he confirms that Ordonio should continue to be the Count of Galicia, and he does. Good. Okay, good. Right. All right. So this is what Ordoño is doing during the short reign of his father. He is in Galicia. He is taking care of matters. Uh, mm -hmm. He gets married either shortly before or during this time. Okay. To a woman named Munia Doña or maybe just uh, Nonia. Uh, there's a couple different uh, spellings of her name. Okay. But they get married. And, is, that, uh, is that Nonia with an I or with a tilde? With a tilde. Uh, with an oh, N -A, really? Oh, correct. okay. All right. Yes. Um, yeah. And they end up having... Six, possibly six, definitely five, possibly six children together. <laughs> As in, I can't keep track of them all. I swear to God, we had one more this morning. Uh, well, the one more is is a girl. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so that one sucks. possibly doesn't. Uh, yeah, I, I hate this world. All right, cool. <laughs> right, so that's what he's doing while his father is king. And after the six years of his father's reign, mm -hmm. he comes to Oviedo and is crowned mm -hmm. king. No, no real discussion had. After that, this is in the year 850. He he very quickly has to deal with some external factors okay. uh, in his reign. Uh, you remember Musa ibn Musa? Oh, God, I do. Yes. Yeah. So the <laughs> okay, last time we what... talked about him yeah. was back in 840 when he yeah. and his half-brother, Inigo Arista, the king yes. of Pamplona, rebelled against Cordoba. Yes, yes, and that 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 went about as well as it always does. That didn't go um, great. No, but one of the upshots of this rebellion was that Musa uh, had to mm -hmm. release uh, his son as a hostage to Abd al Rahman the second. Right, right. Uh, Mutarif is that? Uh, yeah, Mutarif. Good memory. All right, good. Yes. All right, good for me. Good for uh, you. Yes. We're actually not going to talk about Mutarif. I only wanted to mention him because mm -hmm. what happens as Abd al-Rahman II eventually dies in 852 mm -hmm. uh, is that during that whole time, while he was in Abd al-Rahman's court, he mm -hmm. made a lot of connections and okay. the family status started to increase in the Cordoban court. Aha. Uh -huh. 
right? All right. So Musa ibn Musa and his family goes from being on the outs with Cordoba due to the rebellion to sure. actually being quite intertwined in the Cordoban court. Several mm. other members of the Banu Qasi come to the court, get yes. positions, you know, become uh, in favor in the court. Mm. And when Abd al-Rahman II Dies and his son right. Muhammad becomes caliph uh, or becomes got the king. A power faction. We've got okay. a new family who doesn't, you know, we have a new king who doesn't necessarily have those negative associations with right. the Banu Qasi anymore. Right. We have a new king who has grown up with members of the Banu Qasi sure. and trusts sure. them. So alliances has shifted. The Banu yeah, Qasi are yeah. now no longer on the side of. Um, Inigo Arista of the Pamplona, they've come much more into the Cordoban camp. Right. Okay. All right. That's that's good. I get. I mean, well, it's a change. Yes. So it is a change, but basically, what it means is that Musa ibn Musa has mm -hmm. it, is becomes confirmed as the ruler in the area by Cordoba and is considered oh. the Wali of Zaragoza. Now. Okay. All yes. right. All so right. those links are very much tight. That's important. Yeah. All right. Yes. This means that Asturias now has to kind of watch them. It wasn't. I yeah. mean, they always did. They always right. did, of course. But it isn't like when they were allied uh, when they were allied with a Christian. King, right. Such no. as Inigo Arista. Inigo Arista. Yes. Yeah. Now, now the alliances have shifted, and this makes things difficult. Ordonio the first. Anytime, if you're a Christian king, anytime neighboring Muslims stop quarreling and start getting united, it, traditionally that ends poorly for you. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, this means that in 854, Ordonio has basically a decision to make. What mm -hmm. is he going to do? He knows there's unrest in the East with the Basques. Yes. Sure. He knows that Musa <laughs> ibn Musa is well, pushing Well, when that. isn't there? Yes. He knows <laughs> okay. that Musa ibn Musa is pushing that. And yes. he's starting to feel a little friendless. Mm -hmm. But he also knows that things aren't going great in Cordoba right now. Okay. You're, do you remember when we talked about the, the Christian martyr movement? Oh, God, yes, the death cult. Absolutely. The death cult. And how everybody, including the Muslims, had to come in and say, guys, guys, stop killing yourselves. This is not making anybody happy. Well, this is really, this has developed so that it's really just an element of a Mozarabic rebellion movement that is okay. growing in Cordoba. Yes, right? okay. Mozarab. Mozarab meaning Christians that live under Arab rule. Right, right. People of the book. Right. Yes. All right. So Ordonio thinks, all right, I'm going to support these people, these rebels in Cordoba. Okay. I, right. I, I am going to uh, give them aid. I'm going to sure. give them support. People, you know, Mozarabs who want to leave Cordoba, I'm going to let them settle in my lands. I'm going to hmm. encourage rebellion within Cordoba. And this is a way for me to triangulate power, basically. Yes. We can make these people more of a problem than they already are. Yes, basically making them more of a problem than they already are. This right. erupts when Toledo rebels in 854. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. All the, right. All right. Yes. The king in Cordoba is Muhammad, which is why we haven't talked about this yet. Right. So this right. is this is new that. territory. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So 854 Toledo rebels. Uh, they want Ordonio's support. Ordonio is willing to give it to him. 
But Muhammad now has Musa ibn Musa up his sleeve. Yes, he does. So Musa ibn oh. Musa comes and fights on Cordoba's side. Ugh. Yes. This is complicated. All right. It is very um, complicated. Okay. All right. And it doesn't go well for Ordonio. The Battle of Guadalcelete in 854 outside okay. of Toledo is a absolute disaster for Ordonio I and the Mozarab rebels. Oh, no. Yeah, All it's right. not great. Al-Makari says it this way. In the meanwhile, the rebels of Toledo, having sought and obtained the assistance of the kings of Galicia and Biscay, Muhammad mm-hmm. went out in person against them, and having met them near the Guadasalit, or Guadasalete, made them fall into an ambush which he had prepared and slew 20,000 Toledans and 20,000 infidels. Whoa! That's, that's a healthy chunk. That's I mean, a healthy chunk of is, people. Yeah, that's oh the cleanup. Um, yeah, the cleanup right. must have been twenty. Uh, oh, this impressive. is going to take forever. Okay. Interestingly enough, yeah, not the Chronicle of Alfonso the Third does not mention really. What a shock! Yep, nope. There's there's no no um record of this in the Christian sources whatsoever but it was a uh, heavy defeat for Ordonio. Uh, yeah it was although i mean it, I, I suppose in his favor it doesn't sound like his own men uh were killed well it does say right. twenty thousand toledans and twenty thousand infidels so oh, we can assume that toledans it, are the mosaics and the infidels are, are the Asturias. infidels are ardonio's uh crew all right yes. well that's Oh, 40,000. Oh, yeah. By the way, great. round numbers are always suspicious. But oh, right. of course. This all is right. just an estimate, and it's probably yeah. a severe overestimate. Sure. I just get, got a figure. Uh, this has two consequences. The mm. first one is that Ordonio says, okay, I know my father tried it with the repopulation, but I've got to really push it. I've got to repopulate uh, these areas so that we can have a bulwark against right. any further Cordoban aggression. We just lost 20,000 guys. We got to make 20,000 more. Yeah. Uh, so he right. directs the repopulation of Leon. Yeah, okay. Uh, all which, right. Which I mentioned. Uh, but he also repopulated Talamanca, Astorga, Tui, Amaya, a bunch of border towns that have been okay. part of the desert of the Duero, which are right. now being repopulated. All right. Okay. Again, some of these are people who lived further north in Asturias, and some of these are Mozarabs who, uh, after the destruction of Toledo, yes. are fleeing. The second consequence of that is that Musa ibn Musa realizes that he's a match for Ordonio I. Yeah, that's not good. It's not great. So the Basques erupt in rebellion yeah, uh, in do. about 857. I, I assume this went well. Uh, it... It didn't go great for either side. Let's kind of get into it. Let's get okay. into it. All right. All right. So All Musa right. leads the attack on Alava. Okay. Which we talked about before. That's kind yes. of, that's the Basque country. That's like, right. It's part of Asturias, but it's culturally Basque. It's kind of right. there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so he leads an attack on Alava. And uh, he has Cordoban support for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, Ordoño has to basically go take care of this. Sure. Uh, yeah, he 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 has to um to to put this down. Okay. He I'm looking at the Chronicle of Alfonso the Third here. All right. Uh, it says at the outset of his reign, his being Ordonio the First, the province of the Basques rebelled against him. When he and his army invaded, the Saracen host suddenly advanced against him from the other side. But with uh. God's help, he put the Chaldeans to flight and brought the Basques under his jurisdiction. 
right? Mm. So it was a pincher attack, but he was okay. able to to push it off. Get out of it. All right. Well, good, right. good for you, dude. That is not an easy move. Uh-huh. Um, you're getting cro- some points yes. back from the disastrous loss. All right. Yes. The Chronicle goes on. King Ordonio then moved his army against him and came to the city called Albelda that Musa mm. had just recently built with wonderful workmanship. So taking the advantage. <laughs> oh, oh. He made a nice sandcastle and it's not going to last. All right. Yes. The king arrived with his army and surrounded it with fortifications. Musa mm. then arrived with a countless multitude and set up tents on the mountain, which is called La Turce. King okay. Ordonio divided his army into two units, one to besiege the city and the other to fight against Musa. They okay. immediately engaged in battle and Musa and his army were put to flight. Mm, Meeting them, right. they made such a slaughter of them that more than 10,000 of Musa's best soldiers, along with his son-in-law by the name of Garcia, were killed not counting the foot soldiers. Musa himself, <laughs> struck by a sword three times, escaped only half alive. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so in, in other words, he had 20 hit points and now he has 10. Yes. Um, all right, okay. So it, it's interesting to see how how far Musa has fallen. What yeah. has happened here? How did he do so well during the rebellion of Toledo and then right. so poorly uh, when defending his own city. Indeed, that that sort of is the question. I mean, and what's interesting is is that the second time he was fighting on his own turf. He was. Um, that y- you kind of expect the home field advantage to play a role. Um, the, the Arabic sources kind of cast a, a little bit more light on this. Okay. I, I'll tell you what they say, and then I'm going to back up. It says... <laughs> In the year 247, which is about 861, Muhammad caused an invasion to be made into the territory of Pamplona. Okay. I'm going to read that again. Muhammad caused an invasion to be made into the territory of Pamplona. Uh, There's a lot of interesting language there. There's a lot Um, of missing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Okay. So it wouldn't make sense for Muhammad, the king of Cordoba to invade Pamplona. They're on the same side. No, right. Right? Correct. So it's not his invasion. No. It's did not he Astur- provoke? Did he? Sorry, go ahead. It's not Asturias. You no, know, they, they no. would straight out just say if Asturias of uh, did this. Yes. The previous paragraph in Al-Makari says, in the year 245, which is 859, the ships of the Vikings appear to get on the oh, coast of Andalus, it. where they were met by Muhammad's fleet, which took from them two ships and sank some others, although in this encounter, a great many Muslims fell martyrs for the faith. Wow. Okay. The next yeah. paragraph is, uh-huh. in the year 247, Muhammad caused an invasion to be made into the territory of Pamplona. Huh. So scholars okay. think that what happened was, yes, the, the Vikings came back. Yes, Muhammad the fought were diverted. Them. Yes, okay. Muhammad fought them off, and uh-huh. then, as a way to get them to go away, he said, mm. "Look, hey, <laughs> if you, you go know north, where there is so much plunder." Uh... <laughs> yes, so it's thought that uh, King Muhammad said, "You know what? You go attack Musa ibn Musa, leave mm. us alone." And the Vikings said, "Sure." So Musa right. was busy. Because he was being plundered by Vikings. Vikings, yes. Yes. This uh, is why he wasn't able to appropriately respond to the attack by Ordoño the uh, First. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. But you see, here's the thing. That's so awesome that if it had happened, 
you feel as though the storyteller would make a point of making sure that it was clear that that's what had occurred. Okay, but if the Chronicle of Alfonso III said, yeah, Musa had been devastated by Vikings, and that's why we won, oh, that doesn't make Ordonio no, look very cool, no, does it? No, that's true. That's, that's true. That's a good point. Um, it's much cooler to say, meeting them, they made such a slaughter of them that more than 10,000 of Musa's best soldiers, along with his son-in-law by the name of Garcia, were killed, right. not counting the foot right. soldiers. Right, and hey... What's the footnote at the end of that paragraph? Oh, bottom yeah. of the page, Vikings! Exclamation yeah. point. Just, okay. All nope. Right. Nope. So Ordonio storms the city of Albeda, storms it on the seventh day of fighting, kills all mm -hmm. the soldiers with the sword, destroys the city down to the foundations, and returns to Asturias with a great victory. Uh, okay. You know, all right. Good. Yes. I mean, good for you, but we just finished it and now we've got to start all over. yes this is the breaking point of musa ibn musa by sure. the way uh yeah. his, his son was appointed wali of toledo um in instead of him and he never he never really regains the height of his power that he had in the 850s and 860s okay all right well Ha ha. Ha ha. Um, yeah unfortunately that is the end of the third king of spain musa mm -hmm. ibn musa Right. Yes. Uh, that'll that'll teach you to mess with Vikings. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it'll teach you to to switch alliances so often. Yeah. You know, I nobody trusts say, you, you know, just if, if you if you danced with them that brung you, uh you probably could have fought off the Vikings and not have had an immediate follow up. Yes. Um but but no. Okay. Yes. Um so Ordonio's doing pretty good after that first little setback yeah. against Cordo the combined forces of Cordoba and Musa ibn Musa. He gets right. his own back by completely obliterate obliterating Musa ibn Musa's new city. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not quite a wash because if you've got to win twice or if you have to win once and lose once, win the second time because the second time is more important. Well, Ordonio uh, thinks this is great. I'm going to advance even more. And he decides uh, that he's going to lead an expedition against the governor of Tudela. Uh, that way he will control all access to Navarre and the Basque country from that direction. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, a voluntary war against the Basques. What, what a genius. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, Musa's not a problem. So he thinks, okay, I'll just be against Cordoba. Right, uh -huh, it's not going to uh -huh. be like the first time with the with the Toledo, with the right? multi. Yes, of course, with with the multi pronged attack. Sure, he's no. going to do all right. Uh, no, he's yeah. not. Is he? No, he's, he's not. not going he's to not. do he's all not. right. No, no, he isn't. Okay. Yes, Cordoba obviously responds to this invasion. Yes, um, yes, they do. <laughs> and uh, Al Bakari says, uh, uh, eight sixty five, Muhammad dispatched his son Al Mundir with an army to the territory of Alava and the castles, which he uh -huh. wasted, committing all manner of ravages and depredation. Oh, ravages and depredations. Ravages and, and depredations. depredations. That's uh, that's how you know it was a good day. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a great great day no. again the chronicle of alfonso glosses over this does yeah i was good I, you know basically if if either side could look into the future they would just say all right should we go into this battle we'll check what the chronicle says if our side mentions the battle we should definitely do it but if it doesn't just stay away yeah it doesn't really 
mention it. The Chronicle does uh-huh. say he there did battle with the Chaldeans frequently and always emerged the victor. But we know that's not true. Uh, no, no. And and also emerged the victor sort of sounds like he eventually won. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. What's that eventually is doing a lot of heavy lifting. What happened in between? <laughs> yeah, he he's the, the Chronicle spends a lot of time on the victory over Musa Ibn Musa. Yeah, yeah, you do. You spend a lot of time on that one, of course. But it doesn't really talk about any specific battles against Cordoba. And that's because uh-huh. they didn't win any big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So uh, regardless to say, Ordoño I did not, not a lot of victories against Cordoba because there just weren't any. No, weren't of course any. not. And and again, can't stress this enough. The fact that this is voluntary just makes it the more embarrassing. Speaking of Vikings, oh, which boy. we just did, oh, we're going to see some more Vikings in the North. Oh my God. All right. It's the time. This is the 850s I mean, and the 860s. Absolutely. This is when it happens. I- and why not? And why not? Yes. The Chronicle of Alfonso III says, at this time, the Northmen pirates again came to our shores, which is just hilarious to me. <laughs> Oi, again with the Vikings. Again All right. with the Vikings. Yes. They, they do point out that it that the Vikings were kind of all over. They say they spread out all over Spain, ravaging its coast with with sword and fire uh-huh. um, yeah. and also uh-huh. says uh which is something that i've never read anywhere else before from there crossing the sea they invaded the city of nacor and mauritania whoa all right i that's... did not realize that they got that far south they that's that is far that okay all right yes. uh-huh. uh points out that they crossed the mediterranean and went to greece yeah they did interesting that these attacks are are, are going on so far to so much further to the south than yeah. i was expected it, this this is why these people uh, were the first Europeans to discover North America. Um, yeah. They just, they, they, boy, long distances did not intimidate them in the slightest. No, not um, at all. But there's no real details about uh, battling the Vikings. So we can assume that it went about as well as anybody else going up on the Vikings did. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Initial panic followed by eventual expulsion. Um, well, it's it's not like, oh, I don't remember who it was. Alfonso II, I think, where they very clearly got a victory against the Vikings and made them go away. Sure, diverted them down sure. to Seville. Right. So, yes. right. But, but at the same time, you just have to know that first encounter was absolute panic. So interestingly enough about Ordonio, we don't know a lot about his internal policy. There's hmm. not a lot of talk about, for example, uprisings, oh, rebellions. No. There's Portly no talk intrigue. about intrigue, oh, right. building works, things of that nature. It's really oh. mostly focused on um, the fighting and the external the relations. Yeah. All right. The next real notice that we have of him in the Chronicle is when he dies. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I, I can I can smell that the death is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fortunately, it it was a decently long time, 866. So that's 16 years of reign. 16. All right. That's not bad. Okay. But for such a battley king, I have to tell you, unfortunately, he died of gout. <laughs> oh, oh, that's sad. Well, oh. okay. I will and say painful, I might yes. add. That is a painful death. Yes, um, but the fact that he died of gout tells us something about his court and the lavishness involved. Oh yes, yes, it does. Uh it's 
they they discovered bacon and never looked back. Um, it's just we don't have any details about what that court life was like. Right, but but again, you know, it's it's kind of when you see these later paintings of the older Henry VIII, you know what he was spending his time uh, doing. Definitely, so, th this is this is one of those. Right, so he died in 866 in Oviedo. He was buried with Alfonso II and Ramiro I and all of those others there. As you do. Uh, and um, his son, Alfonso, succeeded him. And this is Alfonso III, so we are running oh. out of Chronicle, I have to okay. tell you. All right. Okay. Uh, but but still. So that um, was the life and reign of Ordoño I. All right. Okay. You ready well, to rate him? I I am. First category is conquistadores. How much uh, land did he conquer? How good was he at war? Um, kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, I'll, uh, the Chronicle yeah. of Alfonso the Third tries really, really hard not to talk about any of any of the defeats, but we know that there were at least two significant defeats. Right. One of them was not technically his. He was supporting the rebels in Toledo, which is part right. of Al-Andalus at this time. Yeah, no, nonetheless, that, that was his side, and some of his guys were there. Correct, and a so, lot of his guys did die did not come in back. battle. Yes, the yes. after party was sparsely attended. Yes, so I think um, we have to dock him points for that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, um, hardcore. I mean, because e even if you're using a cat's paw, a disastrous mm -hmm. loss is a disastrous loss. Um, and it's like you said, this was voluntary. He didn't yeah. have to get involved with this rebellion. Right. They're, they're, that That's precisely going to be, I mean, this. I'll just say it. I don't think I'm going to score him very high on this because it seems as though one great victory aside, this all seems to be fairly self-inflicted. Um, yeah, it's extremely self-inflicted. He didn't right. have to go so hard. He could have yeah. just stayed at home and, you know, done the repopulation and, mm -hmm. you know, continued with that, but not really gotten involved in a rebellion yeah. in another kingdom. That's always a bad right. idea. Yeah, no, terrible idea. And uh, and again, can't can't stress this enough. If if if, as you say, if he didn't do anything internally worth mentioning in the Chronicle, mm -hmm. um. That suggests that he really went all in on the war stuff. Like that was his big. Yes, the repopulation of Leon is 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 policy number two. Yeah, uh, and that matters. Yeah, um, but it does seem as though he really decided that he was going to be a warrior king. That he was gonna that he wanted to put all of his points in this category in conquistador right and, and if you're going to be a warrior king you have to have a winning record you got to be better at it than this dude i mean yeah. as it is you spend your entire career in a series of uh, what amounts to draws no unimpressed i mean and you avoided disaster mm -hmm. all of your own people fine but well, he didn't even do that because towards the end of his reign in 865, right before he died, mm -hmm. uh, there was the attack on Alava and the castles sure. by Cordoba, which also was uh, a giant failure, according to Al-Makari. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh, dude. All right. Yeah. Um, 
Now, that's the bad news. That's I got the bad out of the way. All right, all right, all right. All there right. are some good things that he did. Uh, we can okay. consider the repopulation as part of his conquistadores because he is expanding into lands that while he technically did control before, he is mm. reinforcing and making stronger as a barrier yeah, against yeah. the southern kingdom. I mean, but 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 when we reward conquistador, that, that that's like saying he he was very good with the Army Corps of Engineers. Which don't get me wrong, the <laughs> Army Corps of Engineers are badasses and they are very important, but that's not what we tend to give points for. That's true. That's fair. Um, well, um, I can also give you the fact that he completely smashed Musa ibn Musa and destroyed one of his yes, cities down yes, to the foundation. Yes, brand new, brand new city gone. A uh, lot to be said for that. One, one great victory. He's not going to get zero points, right? Um, but, 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 and we do have to say, we do have to say though, the point of that was to control the passes into Navarre, and yes, he didn't yes. end up getting that. Right, exactly. I mean, did the borders move? They didn't. Much? Yeah, no. Um, I'm going to say four. Four Ooh. feels about right to me. That's actually way more, um, that's way kinder than I was going to be. I was gonna oh, say, I was, I really I was, was just two. doing this. I was going to say four just because he is kind of the guy who took down Musa ibn Musa. That was, oh, that is fair. That, that, that was, that's a big deal. Musa yes. was no pushover and, and, and on Musa's home turf. Um, that's fair. So I, yeah, I, yeah. And, and I will just say again, a bunch of fights leading to a draw. Okay. It's unimpressive, but it's not, yeah. I just, four felt like basically four felt like a gentleman's C. Uh, okay, then for him. I will increase to a three. How Fine. is that? That's that's fair. That's fair. I, okay. I, I I could go with that. Sure. That is a seven for conquistadores. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. that's going to be his. Best. I was going to say that's going to be. Yeah, that is that is his best category, and that's part of the reason why I gave him the four on this one because, yeah. dude, I I'm not going to give you anything for anyway. Keep going. <laughs> Our second category is no me digas. What kind of scandally stuff did he get into? I don't really have anything. Died of gout. He died of gout. There yeah. must have been something again. Oh, this well, is... that's fair. Died of gout. Man, the partying. Yeah. Uh, or just or just the diet. Just yeah. the watching him eat. That's must a have surfing been of lampreys right there is what really, that is. Really? Yeah. Just. Dude, you do know that sauce doesn't have to go on everything. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. But I, mean, I don't have any misappropriation of funds. No, I don't have any no. genocide. He doesn't seem to be fond of poking people's eyes out like his father. Like his dad. No. You know? No. I mean... <sighs> He supported a rebellion in another country. I mean, that's right. kind of that's That's a little sneaky. I mean, that's okay. Uh, two... Yeah. Mostly because of the gout. Mostly uh, because of the gout. I really yeah. like the gout aspect of it. I mean, died from what he ate. Yeah, um, died from living too lavishly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and when you think about the people in history that we know of who have had gout, uh, and I always go to Ben Franklin. Yeah, like dude lived well. Dude, yeah, he did. Dude, yeah, no regrets. No um, regrets so, there. So, so I'm going to give him a two, mostly on spec. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, that's a two from me as well. So that is a four for Nome Vegas. 
orthodoxia is how well did they spread their own faith and how good exemplars were they of their own faith. Uh, there's I mean, his wife definitely patronized a lot of churches. We do know okay. that there's All a right. lot of charters where she gave money to many, many different religious groups. And I mean, given the patriarchy thing, she gave money because he gave her money to give. Exactly. So there is there is that. So at least nominally, he was supportive, encouraging, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Um, There's all, all right. the usual talk in the Chronicle about how he was blessed by God, and that's why he won these victories. And, oh, you know, He retired to heaven to live a happy life in the afterlife. So the, all that, you know, rigmarole. That's oh, basically, you please. know. Right. This guy is God's C student. Um, yes. Okay. Um, but nothing really huge. No huge churches, no pilgrimage sites. He personally nah. doesn't have a reputation for being extra pious. No, no. Um, I'm going to do a one. I'm one, sorry. Yeah, There's not much. I'm going with one as well. I mean, and basically, mostly that's you funded your wife's charity work. Yeah. Uh, well done, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, one. Yeah, definitely a one. All right, two for orthodoxia. Sorry, Ordonio. Yeah, no, I'm not. This, this is, this is. I, I, I go back to God's C student. I feel as though this is where we're going with this one. Our final category with points is El Resto. What are the other things that go along with being king? Mm -hmm. uh, well, he ruled for 16 years. Yes. That's pretty good. He died of an illness, but it means he didn't, you know, he wasn't murdered or overthrown or anything like right, that. Right, right. Nobody wanted him. Well, I mean, maybe his his cook uh, wanted him dead. <laughs> um, but but that's about it. Yeah, who knows? Um, and he had quite a lot of children. He had at least five children. Right. Um, uh, the oldest was Alfonso the third. Who right. Who, after him. Who successfully succeeds. So there's yes. that. Yes. And then he also had Bermudo, Nuno, Fruela, and Odoario. So they took yes. the surname Ordonias, meaning. Okay. Son. All right. They will come back into the story, um, but not in a good way. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, the woman, Leo de, Leo de Gundia, possibly okay. his daughter. Okay. She got All married right. to a Basque, uh, uh, a noble from Pamplona, and uh, comes back into the story with the Count of Castile, actually. All right. So, yes. Um, so that's quite a lot of kids and quite a lot of kids to survive. Yes. Yes. Uh, right. That's They had five or six children, and those are just the ones that, you know, made it to be named. Then there are the depictions. Of him. Oh, oh, good. Here we go. So this is the statue in Madrid. I don't know what's uh, up with all the pictures of them. They all happened on a really sunny day, and it's under uh, three, so they're all partially <laughs> shaded. So sorry about that. But here's our right. the first. Uh, he looks like he's wearing culottes. He um, does. He looks like he's got shorts on. Yes, yes. Um, That's pretty those funny. Are not, yes. Uh, obviously, somebody who wanted to be a bit taller. Uh, than he was because he's also wearing heels. I think it's interesting how uh, his face looks like his father's. Yeah, uh, almost like they had one extra. And yeah, uh, maybe to hell with it. Um, what's with the head at it's his on side? A shield. It's on a shield. Oh, okay. Because we have had decapitated heads 
in other statues. That that you can has also, been a thing. This is interesting. You can see that the statue is damaged because the um the staff that he's holding right. is not the, there. The rod is not there, and and as it is, it looks like he's making a certain gesture. Uh, one makes <laughs> to dismiss another friend's comments. Um, yeah, okay, rude. Yes, very. Uh, so that's the statue. Okay. Here's the painting in the Prado. Mm. <laughs> oh. I don't know why he looks like he's 12, oh, but he looks like he's 12. So, oh, yeah. What what he looks like is he looks like a child that has been dressed up like that very unwillingly by uh, a, a, a grandmother or an aunt. And no, that is a, that is a, pouty pouty man i think it's um, meant to just contrast with how old his father was right his father's painting was quite old but he wasn't this young no he that the prime of his life he cannot wait to shuck that robe that gown off and go back to his room and put the headphones on and listen to the ramones yeah. um he, it's no not a great picture and th there's nothing is... interesting going on in the background either none whatsoever it's sort of impressively unimpressive he yeah. he's clearly somebody that the painter did not have respect for no. i guess the painter did all of the research that i've just done and yeah there's really nothing here. There's, no, there's not much there. And yeah. it, he looks like he knows what we're saying about him, what we're going to say about him. Yeah. Um, that is a man who knows his posterity and it's yeah. not good. And it's not good. Right. All right. And then here's the um, the miniature from that Portuguese family tree. <laughs> you know, it's consistent. He also looks kind of pouty. He does now, look pouty. Yeah. And very generic. There's, it's just there's... a generic king. That's what I was going right. to say. It's a guy in a a robe with a crown on his head and a sword. Yep, 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 nothing yep, yep. Nothing interesting about it. Yeah, he could, he could be on a playing card. Yeah. Um, that's basically king. who he is. Yeah. Yes. He could play king in a community theater production. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I got for El Resto. It's wow. Um, the, the, the kids are the most impressive the kids uh, and aspect. The rain, I think, is the most impressive. Right. And and honestly, Nonya gets credit for the kids. Well, that's um, very true. And also, she's the one who did the um the charity. The, doni to the, the donation, uh, yeah. I mean, he, oh. he is lucky she's for his score that he had place. her. A lot of kids, 16 years, uh, two. Yeah. I mean, I two... So. I'm giving him one a piece. Yeah, no, just not not a lot going on, my man. You 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 gambled on multiple military victories and you and lost. You didn't get them. Yeah. yeah, no, you didn't get them. Yeah. Well, that is a four for El Resto, and that means his total score is 17. Oof. Oof. It's not great. Not even not even delightfully dismal. Yeah, um, it's just you know. I, I I still walk away from our. I think of that Tolga episode, and I yeah. walked away a changed man. Um, not That's so with Ordonio. Um, not so. No. All right. Well, you know, we still have one more category. We need to decide whether we want to let Ordonio sign the Fuero, which is the charter oh. of rights between the king and his subjects, or whether we need to tell him Fuera, get out. You know, sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's not. It's this not is hard. one of the latter ones. Not hard. Please go. Please go no, away. absolutely. Go away. 
Yeah, I mean, 16 years is a long time, but you didn't really do too much with it that has survived yeah. history. Uh, absolutely not. Nope. Um, best that can be said is you inherited without an election and you didn't screw that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Well, sorry, Ordonio yeah. the first. You do not get to sign the fuero. Uh, but let Correct. us know what you think on social media or at our email address. It's all mm-hmm. Spanish for Pada. We love please, to hear from our fans. Yes. All right. It is recommendations time. Yep. Uh, this is where we would recommend something that is almost completely unrelated to the topic of this podcast. It's just what I've really been into as of late. Exactly. I'm going to recommend another podcast. Okay. Uh, you and I have been listening to this. so Yes, we have. It's not quite a double recommendation because you have something else you're going to recommend. But... Yeah, but it's a double recommendation in that I, I second it wholeheartedly. Yes. This, this podcast is called If Books Could Kill. Yes. It is a podcast where they review books, but not like fiction books or nonfiction it's not a literary criticism or anything of that podcast it is a podcast where they review self-help or pop psychology or these kinds of you know improvement self-improvement books Mm -hmm. and basically talk about how terrible they are and how dangerous they are yeah yeah uh non-fiction bestsellers uh yeah that 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 shouldn't that should not have been that should uh, not have Yeah, exactly. For example, um, and, to give you an idea of the kind of books that they talk about, they talk about right. The Secret. Yes. Uh, was that Power of Positive Thinking book uh, that mm-hmm. Oprah recommended. They uh-huh. talk about uh, the Love Languages book. Yes. And the, the CD backstory of where that came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they talk yeah. a lot about John Gottman, for example. Yes. Uh, Malcolm so Gladwell, Freakonomics. Freakonomics, um, yes. A lot of good stuff. Um, I, I I summarized it to my, in terms of the books that they do, uh, I summarized it to my wife by saying, they're the books that when you read them, you become dumber, but you feel smarter. And that's why they're toxic. Yeah. So if you've ever read one of these pop psychology books and rolled your eyes and didn't understand what the hype was about and felt right. really at unease with it, yes. this is the podcast for D- you. Yeah, they're 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 pretty delightful they're too. Pretty they're great. they're uh, yes. there's a large back catalog, so you can go back and listen to a lot of books. Mm-hmm. It's not linear like ours is, so you can pick and choose. And oh yeah. If you yeah. look and you're like, I've never heard of that book before, and I don't really care. You don't have to. You can just don't have to. to another one. Yes. Uh, but they're all quite delightful. So that yes. is my recommendation for this week. If books could kill. Okay. All right. Um. Well, you already know what my recommendation is going to be. And actually, our listeners already know uh, what my recommendation is going to be because I recommended it last time. Um, But I have been continuing to play Baldur's Gate 3. And this is what I will say. I discovered that if you cast a certain spell, which is freely available, uh, on yourself, on your character, you can wander through the worlds of Baldur's Gate and you can speak to every single animal. All of the animals in Baldur's Gate are open for conversation. And I love that, like, like you're a gamer and you're into games and yes. stuff like this, and, and you have just recreated 
in this massively open world game yes what you do with your dog in your living room exactly exactly i, I believe in talking you. yes i that is precisely it i talk to animals and this game has given me what i have always wanted they're talking back and you and <laughs> the game designers have made the perfect choice thus far in every single instance in particular you discover that squirrels are <laughs> and that cats are exactly what you want them to be and and i i want to quote i want to say what they say but i will not spoil it for any listeners what i will say is here's the thing about baldur's gate 3 do not be put off by the three it is not a sequel. It does not require you to have known the first two games in the series. It is utterly its own thing. You do not, it is, don't, don't regard it as something that you have to have previous experience in. Um, and there are, as I say, when you start to play, make sure that your character has easy access to talks to animals and also talks to the dead because you can also have conversations with corpses and that's also pretty great but seriously get this game and talk to the animals it's the most fun i've had in forever uh i literally i was about half it is this is an epic game and i literally stopped playing where i was went back to the very beginning and started again with a completely different character so that I could make sure that I had spoken to every single animal. So um, basically, your, your that is my recommendation. Do not complete the game. Do not do yes. any quests. Nope. Just talk just, to animals. Just talk to the animals. Cats. Yep, that's it. That's it. And particularly cats. I'm just going to put that out there. The cats are the best. Awesome. Well, they are. So, that is my Very recommendation. Well, cats are the best. Mm -hmm. All right, so next time we're going to jump back to the South because we've already started talking about Muhammad's reign. So we're yes. going to pick that up and find out what specifically he was doing. Yes. Uh, and then we're probably going to have to go back to the Basque country and okay. loose ends. So that's where cool. we're going. So our next episode is going to be Muhammad of Al-Andalus. Al All right, goody. We'll see you then. All right, bye. bye.